right, so we are live right now with Stephen Christian from Amberlin, and I want to thank you so much for joining us today on our very first Alive and Loud podcast. Man, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you being on. I know uh, times are really tough right now, and, uh, you know, normally a lot of people who I've seen do these, you know, it's kind of like rigid and, you know, in too formal, but, you know, I, I like to keep things light and um, I, I really feel like, you know, the reason that we're all doing these things is just to connect, you know, because social distancing, we're not really allowed to kind of go and interact with people. So um, I, I'm really grateful that we've been able to set this up and, and get to sit down and hang out. I appreciate it too, Brandon. It means a lot. So, uh, so what's it been like for you? Uh, where are you? Where are you at? What's your home base? So I'm here in St. Petersburg, Florida, and um, I've just been you know, quarantine like everybody else around the world, around the country. And uh, I've, you know, I think like most people, we make the most of it while still giving ourselves grace to understand that this is a brand new experience for a lot of us. And there's anxiety, there's pressure. Some people are facing depression, isolation. So a lot goes into it. I've tried to make the most out of it in the best way I know how, and that's kind of just to continue creativity. Songwriting, I'm, I'm doing a lot of songwriting lately. Um, as well as I started a podcast too, just like you. Um, I, we, my friend and I started Reactive Media. It's, it's, a, it's an online company that just a lot of content. It's a content provider. And, and one of the ways that we're developing, or one thing that we're developing is a podcast about innovation and technology. And so it's just a lot of fun to learn and to grow um, and just to absorb kind of the outside world through a lens of music. You know, like I'm not, I don't know you know, about solar electricity. I'm not well-versed in, you know, Tesla. You know, I'm not, yeah. I don't, there's a lot of things that I don't understand, semiconductors and, you know, and AI. But I'm so interested in it. I love reading and kind of like consuming all that. So to be able to interview people who are kind of on the front lines of graphic design, you know, coding and all that kind of stuff is just so, so cool. Yeah, it, it's, there's a lot of stuff out there right now that's just super fascinating to know, you know, how we're evolving as people and, and what everyone's able to create, you know, I, I kind of got into the music industry, uh, because I just obsessed over music, you know, and I wanted to be around it all the time, you know, I wanted to make it my, my everyday, I wanted to be able to provide for my family, um, you know, and I, over time, I got into the photography side of it, and I obsessed over it and just started learning everything I could uh, and started going into concerts and met a lot of people and, you know, progressed my craft and kept, you know, just obsessing over it and just learning everything I could. You know, I never went to school for it, so it was a self-taught endeavor. Um, and now, about five years in, I've, I've worked with some of the best artists um, and some of the most humble people you know, and it's, it's something I'm extremely grateful for because a lot of guys, you know, I'm 33, a lot of guys that are in their, you know, late fifties and, and so on have been doing the photography thing for their whole life and they've never had opportunities that I've had. And, you know, that's something that I'm very grateful to have already experienced at my age. And now, you know, with, with Alive and Loud, it's, it's a publication. Actually, they're based out of Buffalo. Uh, my friend, Charlie, he's the, uh, the editor in chief. He's the big guy. And, uh, you know, we just, we like to give stories and, and images that just are so visceral and put people in the front seat, maybe if they didn't get to go and, or if they went and missed out on a, a moment or something. And, 
you know, it's, it's our duty to provide that and to, to share those things with people that were there or that didn't get to go and, you know, show people how big the music community really is. Because now more than ever, I feel like, you know, we're seeing bands step up and artists that are stepping up and helping provide for their crews, uh, helping provide for direct relief, you know, with all this limited merch that they're doing. And it's, it's an incredible thing, but it's, I think it's showing the, the humanity side to everything more as, you know, people say, oh, they're just rock stars, but you know, these people have hearts, they have um, family away from their immediate family, which is their road crew. And, you know, it's, it's just a really amazing thing to see right now, how everyone's coming together in the industry. I totally agree, man. How did you get into photography? Um, I, I got into it by uh, looking at images and I was like, wow, these are so cool. They're so like crisp and how do I do that? And then, you know, I started just getting on Instagram and Facebook and I found this guy out of Louisville. Um, his name's Derek and uh, he invited me out to a show. It was a, a nothing more show. And uh, he was like, I'll give you a camera to use and, you know, I'll teach you the basics. And, you know, if you like it after this show, we'll keep going. I'm, I'll keep showing you stuff. And um, it was just like, whoa, I'm, I'm like on the other side and the fans are back there. And it's like, I don't even know how to feel because like I felt so connected to the music in a way that I, I didn't feel connected as a fan. Um, and it's, it was important, you know, to not lose that feeling either of, of being a fan of the music first. Uh, but to realize the reason I was capturing these images is because music has had such a huge impact on my life that I feel like it's, it's kind of my way of giving back to music as an entity is that, you know, I'm creating something from my vision, you know, and it's something that um, no one else can replicate, you know, no one else can craft or cultivate an image the way that I do, like I can't do the way that other photographers do. And I think that's the beauty of creativity in that, you know, we're all in that pit for three songs or, you know, however long the artist deems that we're there. And that's our time to shine and it's it's not to be distracting to the fans or to the artists but it's to it's to create and it's to uh you know inevitably it's to help promote you and it's to help um just show people what they missed out on or what they didn't miss out on and it's something to kind of remember like a nostalgic feeling you know if if every image can you know hold this certain quality that man i remember that moment and that was such a a powerful moment, you know, like someone slinging a guitar behind their back or something, or like a line in a lyric. Um, you know, I, I feel like that was just my driving force and it's kept me going all these years. Um, now my wife, we've been married seven years and she's encouraged me and pushed me out the door and said, you know, I know it's a long distance to travel for this or that show, but you know, I believe in you and I think what you do matters. And I think that, you know, as long as I'm in your life, I'm going to continue to support you in that. And it's, it's awesome, man. It, it's a it's a big blessing to have someone support you in that way because sometimes these shows have me on the road for a few days, you know. And uh, it's it's just to be able to connect with live music. I don't think there's any other force out there that's greater. That's good, man. That's good. But uh, I wanted to ask, you know, you guys had put out seven records, and you know, each record I feel holds its own story. And, you know, the validity of, of each individual record is so solid in its foundation that, you know, you have to dive so deep, but not that deep to, to really catch that underlying message of, of hope 
uh, and faith and, you know, what you guys are all about. And I think that's the best part about Amberlin is that you guys put out music that I think is for everybody. You know, it's, it's music that people can relate to. Uh, it's music that people can sit alone in a room and just vibe um, and just really feel the power of what music can do. And that's, it's something rare that I feel like, you know, there's a lot of artists that I feel have that power, but you know, in the music community, it, it, it is really rare to make music that people feel instead of, you know, music that is just more, culturally appropriate in the fact that they're just making a beat and then you know that's it so like what's what's it been like to have um i guess the success that you guys have had how's that been for you um you know i i never felt successful when we hit like a particular number or toured for so long or financially made it to this place or that place mm -hmm. i felt successful almost right away you know, and the fact that maybe I hadn't accomplished what other musicians had, but, you know, we were a couple kids from a very podunk town in Florida. And, you know, the simple fact that we got into a, you know, we got to day, some day jobs and worked hard, scraped up money to, to record a demo, got signed to a record label. And then, you know, we were, you know, trying all that, you know, all these massive dreams, you know, never could I have imagined that that we would have gone to where we were or we had achieved so for me the success wasn't in what we accomplished during the the tenure of the band success was leaving everything behind and pursuing our passion our dreams quitting college quitting jobs scraping by living with our parents that to me is success you know whether you whether you make it by the world standards or not you know, you have your life standards and you have, you, you know, the, for the rest of my life, I'll never have that, you know, even if Amberlynn was nothing, even if we just fizzled out within a year, I would always in the back of my head know I tried, I gave everything, I, I, I laid it all out there and, um, and tried with all my heart. So I think at that moment when you are passionate about something and you leave everything else behind um, and, and pursue that with all your heart, soul and mind, I think that's the moment you're successful. That's a great answer. Yeah, I, I feel like, and everyone, I guess, has their own version of success or, you know, what it feels like to, to quote unquote make it. But I, I feel like that that really shows like the, the spirit of the band and individually, you know, that's that's something to be really prided on. I agree, man. I mean, uh, yeah, and it sounds like you're passionate about your photography and, uh, you, you know, you got to pursue that. And the fact that, you know, your wife is, is absolutely supportive of you is is crucial. So. Don't take yeah. that for granted. Oh, no. It's it's paramount, you know, in any success, I feel like. You know, the old adage that behind every great man, you know, and, you know, not only do I have a great woman back there, but I've also got a great six-year-old that likes to help dad edit his images. So, you know, she'll put her hand on top of mine. We'll go through all the things, and, you know, she'll get to help out and say, Daddy, I helped make that. And that's that's cool, you know. Yeah, absolutely. But what's really great about, you know, fatherhood is that, I, I recently learned, and you know, I didn't know this, but Amberlynn had actually came from, you were going to name your daughter Amberlynn, correct? That's correct, yep. And it just, you know, now I, I think it would be very insultive to her, you know, <laughs> if I had named her that. She would think, man, what are you trying to live out your golden years? You know, what are you <laughs> so definitely not, I did not name her Amberlynn. 
So what what did the uh, the name come from? It's a it's actually a very unique name. You know, I tried to look it up, and I I don't think I really came across any uh, meaning. No, it, it doesn't mean anything. It was just you know my my um, I was explaining to somebody where I wanted to backpack. You know, in in Europe, and I was saying you know like Italy, France, and Berlin, and I just was like, man, that would be you know, and it was kind of just a you know, all a sense rolled together. And after I had said it out loud, I was kind of like, man, that would make a really cool name for a daughter, Amberlynn. Yeah. And uh, I just started there and, and the, the band formed and we couldn't think of a great name. It was just horrific. You know, the band names they came up with like Laredo and the Clamor, <laughs> all these crazy band names. And I was like, listen, it's going to be Amberlynn until you guys can think of something better. Yeah. And they, you know, it just stuck. And you know, and after you play a few shows, people are like, oh, Amberlynn, yeah. Yeah, I've heard of them. So that's how it came. Yeah, well, it's stuck, and it, it, it definitely fits the band. You know, it's it's one of those things where, like, you always wonder, how did a band come across this name or that name? And then, you know, a lot of people are just like, oh, I don't know, I just thought of it one day. But that that's actually kind of a really cool thing, because, you know, like me, sometimes I'll mash words up, and then they'll be like, what did you say? And it's like, just, it's a word, you know um so i wanted to talk to you about uh one thing you know i've, I've got a, a friend of mine and uh he's a big fan of you guys he actually lives down there in florida um and he uh he has some questions and i was like you know i i think it would be a really cool thing to kind of get some some questions not just from me but you know from somebody on the outside of the spectrum that would you know really like to hear something um, that you had to say. So I'm going to, I'm going to grab this because this was a really good question. I'm kind of jealous. I didn't think of it myself. Um, but what was your songwriting process like during your, your tenure with Amberlin? So we, you know, lucky for me, I had really great musicians surrounding me with Joey Milligan and Christian McElhaney, who were very, are very, are still very prolific, you know, music writers. And so usually they would come up with their own kind of song and then they would demo it out. You know, I believe both of them use Pro Tools currently and they would send it to me and then I would run it through. I, I enjoy uh, Logic Pro X, so I would use that. And then um, I would track vocals and melodies and lyrics to it. And, and you know, and I would, I would write, I would say an average of about 25 songs per record. And then from there, we kind of like slowly dwindle and weed, you know, the bad ones out. And then we, you know, to, you know, give our producer probably like 15 songs to kind of delve into and, and listen through, and then they could make the final decision of what songs stay and what songs go. And so that was kind of the, the, the music writing. And that was probably 90% of the time. The other part of the time was me writing music and kind of just showing them a song I had written or, you know, our drummer, Nate would play around with, um, with a lot of electro electronic instrumentation and he would kind of present a song to us. And, uh, you know, we would kind of go from there. But it was a very, um, it was a very fluid process by the end. You know, I think it's something that we had down pat. So it was, it was a lot of fun to create. You know, I still love songwriting. Love it. So you still working on some songs right now? Maybe yeah, I mean, I'm always. Stuff? Always. I mean, everything, man. I, I just write. I continue to write and write. I just do not stop. So you know, I, I, I can't tell you what tomorrow will hold or bring. And, you know, as far as if another Anchor and Berto record's coming out, if another Amber Lens record coming I, I don't know. There is, like, I can be, I can honestly say there's nothing in, in the, you know, there's no record label. There's no, yeah. you know, nothing like that. But I mean, I, why say, you know, never say never. I've, I've yeah. done that the 
way. I know I was, you know, early on, I was like, Amberlynn will never play another show ever again. Um, so, uh, you know, it was one of those things like, okay, well, it worked. It happened. Yeah. Crushed a lot of hearts with that, but you know, it's okay. We forgive you because <laughs> you put out seven great records. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry about that. That's all right. Uh, yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah, I mean, that the songwriting process is so crucial with, with every band and it's, it's different for everyone, but it seems like you guys had a really great process in, in the way that everything just kind of assembled itself. Uh, and then it just, it comes clearly across in the music. Whenever you hear it, it's like, you know, I can just tell that that was something that was thought out, wasn't just strung together, wasn't something that was just like, oh, you know, I don't know, you know, disagreements within a band, which, you know, you're going to have, I guess, some kind of like, well, I don't like that. Maybe we could try that. But yeah, I mean, you guys have always had that kind of clear cut and dry like way of just piecing things together, which was just so, you know, visceral you know it's just it was really really well put together um Thank you. so so what does it look like going into writing an amberlin or like a solo project for you how does how does the the process start well you know it's 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 a form of passion i mean when you get passionate about anything whether that's podcasting photography art mm -hmm. you know you just you just delve you know all in and so with this last anchor and braille record for me the songwriting process was just Finding, you know, find, you know, sitting down with a guitar, a piano, uh, you know, demos, friends, sitting down with co-writing, and just kind of absorbing the outside uh, life, and then, you know, whatever I felt needed to be transposed or talked about, discussed, like it just, it's kind of like the overflow of the heart. It just, it just happens. And so, if there's like a life situation, I'm like, man, that would make for a great song. Um, you know, I think that uh, it just comes out, just kind of pours out. And I think that's where this Anchor and Braille record came from. That's great. So how are you holding up during quarantine? I wanted to ask, uh, you seem, you look great. You know, I, I was wondering how, how does uh, Stephen Christian uh, deal with things now that everything is the way that it is? You know, you gotta, you gotta find your outlet, you know, and a lot, you know, first off, start with grace. Give yourself grace, understanding that this is a very stressful time for a lot of people, a lot of us, you know, a lot of, some people are struggling with anxiety and depression. And so I, I see a lot of like motivational, you know, memes that are like, you know, if you don't know Spanish, by the time you get out of quarantine, you failed, you know, like, yeah. so understand that's not for everybody, but I'm trying to make the best of it. So again, I'm songwriting. I'm trying to be creative with a podcast of my own called Reactant Media and me and a friend kind of working on technology, you know, talking about technology. To, and so that's been a lot of fun. Um, really trying to stay in contact with friends, you know, it's, it's pretty hard to isolate. I mean, you know, it is very easy to be isolated because you just kind of lose track of the day, you lose yeah. track of the time. And so, um, and then we're doing little things like, you know, Amberlynn's going to play an acoustic show on online on Sunday and, uh, you know, coming up here. And so we'll probably keep doing those, you know, here and there, not, you know, not like every week or something like that, but yeah. you know, who knows? I'd like to do like once a month and then perhaps like play through their albums or, you know, invite special guests to come in and sing with us and be a part of the, of the show. So, you know, we'll see. It's just, uh, it's just, there's a lot changing in the music world. And so we want to not only be on the cusp of it, but help in any well, small way we can, you know, we're all kind of stuck indoors. So the fact that we can kind of do an acoustic show, I don't know, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll uh, bring a little reprieve, you know, a couple minutes of reprieve for those people who are stuck inside. Absolutely. And, you know, some of the bands that I, I really enjoy have, have already doing, uh, been doing things like that. 
and it does help you know um you you guys need to know that what you do is providing a service uh to people who are are dealing with things like anxiety and depression and and thoughts of isolation and and it's a very dark it can be a very dark time but it can also be a very um eye-opening time um if they just accept you know what we've got going on right now and just invite music back uh, i feel like people really might have taken music for granted because without festivals and touring right now it's like people are sitting there twiddling their thumbs and not knowing what to do with with their time on the weekend and it's like oh man i can't go to that show friday or i can't go to that show saturday what am i going to do now and if anything it, it's very very crucial to have people such as yourselves really do something like that and and to put on like a digital show or whatever and you know even if you guys had played one song that's that's one song that people really needed to hear you're right thanks man thanks for the encouragement i appreciate that but definitely uh we'll be looking forward to something like that because uh, i know people since 2014 have been like oh, amberlin 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 and it's like you know yeah, I, I think that something like that will really, really catch. And, and I think, it, you know, it could even help you guys uh, because, you know, nobody really knows what anyone else is going through until you talk about it. So it's one thing that right. we want to we wanna provide here to Live and Loud is we want to provide, you know, an outlet for artists to just be themselves and, and open. And, you know, if they have things on their mind, you know, talk to us. Let us know what's going on. Let the public know how you're holding up and, and if, if anything, you know, the music community is so strong, we can all band together around everyone and, and just, I think, be there for each other like music's been there for us. Very cool. Will do, man. Absolutely. But uh, I know as a father and as a husband, it's really, uh, at times, it can be really crazy on the spouse. So how's it been, you know, to have, uh, you know, Stephen at home and dad at home and all the time How, how's everyone handling that i think we're trying our best just like everybody <laughs> else we definitely have our moments i think you know yeah. one, one thing that i've learned through all this is patience you know i yep. definitely i feel like i'm a more patient person but it's also a lot of me a lot of a lot of quality time like until i retire i don't think i'll have this much unadulterated time spent with my wife and kids and so i'm trying to take that not for granted i'm trying to to try to maximize i've been on more walks more bike rides my more pool time in the last one month than i have probably in the last year and that's sad but that's true and uh and so i, I want to when we go back into normalcy whatever that looks like mm -hmm. this is one of those things that i want to take away is just the simple fact that like man simplicity is okay life yeah. being slow is okay things are going to get done we do not have to create work create jobs for ourselves feel like we need to go, go, go just to feel a sense of achievement or that we did something. Doing something, it just looks like being, not doing, you know, and, uh, you know, accomplishing can, can look as simple as just a connection between you and your spouse, a connection between you and your child, of creating a, a lifelong memory that will never leave as opposed to getting to 20 phone calls and 50 emails, which will be forgettable next week, you know, yeah. so just take, trying to take the opportunity to create create a, a life, you know, some mem uh, lifetime memories. For sure. Have you have you had the girl, uh, the dad fingernail polish yet? Have no, no, no. That's coming. That'll come. I'm fine with it. I told them they could do that. They Two just, weeks uh, ago, yeah. I was there. So don't don't worry. No shame. No shame. No shame at all. I love it. But uh, I wanted to ask. So, a question for me, you know, and what I've always wondered is, what is 
your favorite line in any song you've ever written? That's tough, man. I have no, oh, I have no, man. I don't know. I think there's a few of them that kind of stand out. I would have to like go through the entire catalog to figure that one out. But ones that come all, come across right now um, into my head are um, the one that says, we're not questioning God, just those he chose to carry on his cross. You know, for me, it's, it says, you know, like, hey, like, I'm not trying to, you know, come against you, God. I'm just trying to say, like, some people that claim your name and say they walk, you know, that, that, they're, that they're speaking for you down here on earth are doing a really poor job. And so I like that line. And then um, I think in the song uh, of Lowborn, um, uh, it says, uh, it says something, bad, bad decisions are like ghosts that just won't die. Because, you know, a lot of people make really horrible decisions and they think, oh, you know, you only live once or, you know, let's, let's just go live it up. Let's, you know, live fast, die young and all this kind of stuff. But honestly, like when you make decisions, you know, they, you know, every, you know, a lot of decisions, you know, especially the bigger ones, um, they impact the rest of your life. They can set a trajectory, you mm -hmm. know, of what other people believe about you or what yeah. you believe about yourself. Now, whether these are positive or negative um, you know, decisions, you know, you've set a trajectory, you've set a, so bad decisions sometimes are like ghosts that just don't die. That's a really good, that's actually one of my favorite ones. It was one that whenever I heard that line, I was like, oh, wow. Yep. You feel that one. There you go. But, uh, friend, unfortunately, my friend, I have a series of interviews to do today. So I'm trying, um, we have to, I have to, I have another five, I have a one right after this. That's cool. I was getting ready to wrap it up. I was going to say, uh, I just wanted to thank you very much for, for hopping on here with us and, and just opening up your home and your life to us and telling us how everything's going. We look forward to hearing about the project, your podcast. Uh, we look forward to seeing Amberlynn play some acoustic very soon. And uh, I hope you're very well, my friend. And uh, I look forward to talking with you again. Thank you so much. No worries, Brandon. You have a great day, my friend. You too. Take care.